Welcome to the Truth For Today podcast with your host, Joseph Franta, international minister, speaker, and Bible school instructor. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hello. Welcome to another exciting teaching from the book of Ephesians. This is Joseph Franta of Joseph Franta Ministries and This is our podcast, which is teaching the Word of God and teaching people how to walk with God, walk in the Spirit of God, walk in the life of God, walk in the joy of the Lord. So we have been going over the whole book of Ephesians. We're in chapter 4, and I need to maybe hurry up a little bit. But I've been taking some time here in chapter 4 because it's a lot about the church, a lot about the body, the gifts the ministry gifts in the church and how much we need all of them to be equipped uh, for the work of the ministry and and then how every believer, every member of the body of Christ is gifted, has a grace from God, and we all work together uh, and we attain maturity together as we walk with Jesus. And so I'm going to just go back to verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, this is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, but speaking the truth in love. Another way of putting that, holding to the truth in love. We are to grow up in all aspects into him. That's something to look forward to. Spiritual growth in Christ. You can have that every day of your life. On the job, in the home, wherever you are. You can submit your heart to God and submit your mind to the Word of God and you can grow up spiritually and become very strong, powerful, and potent for God. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, that's me and you and everybody else that's in Christ, being fitted and held together. Held together? How are we held together? By the Holy Spirit himself. How are we fit together? By the Holy Spirit placing us in our place in the body. By what every joint supplies. In other words, we were just like your body has joints, bones, ligaments, muscles, organs, All of them work together so you can function on this earth in the physical realm. By what every joint supplies according to the proper working. Not being, you know, whatever. Not being all about you, but all about Jesus and all about his people. According to the proper working of each individual part, according to the, I'm sorry, according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. This is, you know, Paul said the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a sincere faith. That's the New American Standard in the book of Timothy. 
The goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a sincere faith. It all has to do with character. Our hearts need to be pure. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You know, you may be, maybe God has you someplace that's kind of remote for whatever reason. Don't think you're missing out on anything. Because if your heart is pure before God, you will see and experience God in that place where he's placed you. That's what Paul said. Blessed are the pure in heart. In fact, I want to turn that verse real quick so you can take note of it in your Bible and meditate on it. Love the book of Timothy. Uh, Timothy's very, very important book if you're a minister. Um, it's going to help guide you into a successful ministry. 1 Timothy chapter 1 Verse 5, but the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience. Another translation says clear conscience and a sincere faith. You know, sometimes you need to pray. Well, I thought I was the righteousness of God. Well, some people don't even know you know, certain basic truths, but, and that's not to whatever, you know, be condescending, but I'm just saying, once you accept Christ, says he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It says we're created in Christ Jesus. In other words, we're made out of the same stuff he is. <laughs> created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, were his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. But you know, the heart is the most important thing to God. Where's your heart at? Is your heart after God? after helping people, after loving people, after, you know, serving people, not to receive something in return, but to give out the life of Christ that you've been given? I just want to say something, because in, in this day and age, there's a lot of emphasis on certain, you know, doctrines in the Bible, and I'm not you know, diminishing the importance of any one of them. They're all important. But the goal of our instruction is love. That's the goal. From a pure heart. When our hearts are pure, when we don't have any selfish motives or greed in us, or, you know, dishonesty in us, trying to put on a show and look like we're something we're not. And a clear conscience, that means that, hey, 
you know, if we have missed it, missed the mark and done something wrong, we've come clean about it with God and received forgiveness and cleansing, and we're right back in our place with the same righteousness we had before. And then a sincere faith. In other words, our faith is not all about us acquiring things. It's all about us advancing the kingdom. You say, oh, brother, you know, we believe in this and that. Well, I believe in it too. God's prospering me every day of my life. Has for decades and decades. I'm a very blessed person. My wife is. Uh, I've helped a lot of people to learn how to walk in a place of prosperity with God. But you know what? That is not the end game. The end game is walking in love. You want to really prosper? Walk in love. Faith works by love. <laughs> I mean, your faith won't even work <laughs> if you don't walk in love. So you need to, you know, work at it, practice it every day. Yielding to the Holy Spirit. Letting Him have His way in your life and putting to death the works of the flesh. Very important, saints, very important. Let's go back to Ephesians 4. Uh, you know, it's all about becoming like Jesus, you know. Uh, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? In other words, not become like Jesus. You know, um, Paul said, I've fought the good fight. I have kept the faith, and I have finished the course. He said uh, in the book of Acts, through many tribulations, we will enter the kingdom of God. I guess some people want to just kind of mark that out of their Bibles. <laughs> but tribulation is a part of the Christian life. It's a part of building character. I want you to turn to Romans 5. I, I, just, I have to go through this. I, I know I'm going slower than I want, but it's okay. I believe I'm in the spirit today and following the plan of God for this teaching. In Romans 5, therefore, Romans 5, chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith or declared righteous by faith, that's what the word justified means, to clear of all guilt and declare righteous. That's what the word justified means in the Greek, to clear of all guilt and declare righteous. Woo, glory to God. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God, shalom, which is wholeness, completeness, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exalt in hope of the glory of God. Wow, what a hope, the glory of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Verse three, and not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations. Uh-oh, tribulation. <laughs> How does that have to do with prosperity? Well, I'm sorry, folks, but there are trying times in the Christian life. It's, all, it's not all going to be smooth, and it's not all going to be, you know, easy. But look what he says here. Look what this works in us. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about what? Perseverance. We're going to find out in just a minute how important that is. And perseverance, proven character. Wow, proven character. That means you're not going to fold at the first sign of opposition or a challenge. That means you're going to stay steady, strong, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You're not going to just back up, bend, break, and bow every time uh, something bad happens or uh, you know, you have opposition or contradiction to your faith. And not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character. Now, there's an end to this, because when your character is proven, it's promotion time in the kingdom of God. And persevere, perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. Gives you hope in the working of the Holy Spirit in your life. God's working in me. I'm not the same as I was before. And hope does not disappoint. This character produces such hope in us, a living hope that we're changing, we're being transformed from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. In other words, God gets to have his way more and more in us. The more we yield to him, the more the Love of God takes over our heart. And the more we see God in everything we're doing. Because God is love. If you're not in love, if you're in strife for selfishness, you're not going to see God. But when you're walking in love, you're going to see God in everything. Every detail of your life. That doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, that there aren't going to be challenges, that the devil isn't going to try to impede your way from time to time but you have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I just want to go to James 1 for just a minute. I think it's so important. I'm really not getting off track. I'm just going with the Holy Spirit as he quickens me. James was the brother of Jesus, the, the one who wrote this book, the book of James, or uh, Jacob, as they say in Hebrew, if I pronounce it correctly. He was the uh, head of the church in Jerusalem, so to speak. I mean, under Jesus, of course. 
And they had a lot of persecution in Jerusalem for many years after Jesus ascended and went back to heaven. And James, James says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials that can also be temptations. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Endurance. Another translation says steadfastness, or another translation says perseverance. And let endurance or perseverance have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Every trial that you're allowed to go through, if you respond correctly and walk it out by the Spirit of God, you will learn so much about God's power, authority, steadfastness, and the faithfulness of His Word that you'll begin to enter into places you've never walked before with God. A confidence will build on the inside of you. And you'll begin to experience the resurrection power of God through these trials and tests and temptations. And I'm not going to go into the rest of it. It's, it's wonderful. You can read it later. I'm going to stick with this in Ephesians 4. So, In verse 17. So this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of your mind. This is so important. This is why you need knowledge of the Word of God. The Bible says in Hosea, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you don't have the knowledge of salvation, redemption, identification, substitution, if you don't have the knowledge of who you are in Christ and who He is in you, that you have resurrection power in life, you know, you can be overwhelmed by your circumstances, and that's never the will of God. And by the way, God does not send trials to you to teach you. No, you have an adversary of your soul, of your life, called the devil. And Peter really did a great job when he, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, he said, uh, be sober, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, but resist him firm in your faith. In other words, God's ability, trusting God, knowing that the same experience or experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren in the world. And after you have suffered for a little, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, shall himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Woo! Look at the fruits of passing through trials 
successfully. You know, trials are going to come. But you know what? God's word is always going to be the same in every trial. And it'll get you through. And as you're led by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God will show you how to use the Word of God in that trial, how to walk through that trial by the Word of God, and He'll also show you the specifics of what God is calling you to do that may not even be in the Word of God. Many times they're not. The details, you know, who to marry, what job to take, you know, on and on that goes. The Spirit of God is there to teach and instruct you about those things that are not written in the Word. But you know what? Trials are not offered by God. He doesn't bring them. You know, He doesn't cause car accidents, death, destruction. No. Jesus said, He said, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that you might have life and might have it abundantly to the full till it overflows. So God's not out there, you know, doing, uh, you know, nasty things to people. God is a good God, and he does good things. But we do have an adversary of our soul, and, you know, he's, he's out to... Uh, try to trip us up. But you know what? As you get older in the Lord, you get wiser. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. You get wiser. You start looking to the Lord in situations, and he shows you the way of escape. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, and it's, it's worth going over there, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, this is a verse you really, you know, I think need to memorize. It's so important to me, but at least know what it says. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation, test, or trial has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. Don't think you're the only one going through this spiritual war down here. And God is faithful. That's the first thing you need to keep in front of you. God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. If you lose your job, God's faithful. He's faithful to do what he's promised to do. He's faithful to come through for you. But, you know, I'm, I've done this. I've done that. Hey, forget it. Don't focus on your past. And don't bring your past into your future. Jesus took care of your past. He nailed it to the cross. Thank God. All of our sins, past, present, and future. Now, I'm not advocating sin, believe me. You need to guard yourself from sin. A lot of people say, well, it's all by grace. No, well, it's not really. Yes, it is in the sense of yes, Salvation is by grace through faith. 
But you know what? If you're, if you're dabbling with sin or you're living in sin, the Bible says, be sure of this, that your sin will find you out. In other words, you know, you're not going to get away with sin, unconfessed sin or practicing sin, especially if you're a believer. And that's God's mercy and grace. I mean, if you're really a Christian and really a believer, you're finding ways to run away from sin, not run into sin. And God will, God will make you strong. In fact, the areas where you're weak in now as you get into the Word and you get into prayer, you'll become strong in those areas. And some of your strengths will be in the areas you were the weakest in because you keep giving yourself to God. You keep yielding yourself to God. Keep yielding your members, your body to God as those alive from the dead. So, you know, do everything you can. Stay out of sin. Fight it with everything you got on the inside and with the word of truth. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted, tested or tried beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you may be able to endure it. <clears throat> God always has the way of escape. Turn off the TV. <laughs> you know, get off the internet. Go call up somebody that's walking with Jesus and talk to them. Commit your eyes to God. Commit your heart to God. It says about Job, he made a covenant with his eyes that he would not look on things that God would not look on himself. Bob says, consider yourself to be dead to sin. Or I like the King James there, reckon yourself to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus, for sin shall not have dominion over you or mastery over you. For you are not under the law trying to do it in your own ability, dependent on you, but you're under grace. God will give you a continual flow of his ability to stand against it and overcome it. I love it. You can get free. I don't care what sin has you bound. I don't care what kind of addiction you've had. Jesus saves and Jesus delivers. You know, it, it says he saves to the uttermost. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24 and 25 says he saves to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he ever lives to make intercession for them. I tell you what, you want to you wanna quench the power of darkness? Just start praying. Pray in the Spirit. Pray with your understanding. Pray what, however you know how to pray. Pray. The 
power of prayer will decimate and overthrow the power of sin in your life. There's power in prayer. Okay, I've got a couple minutes left here, so I want to go back to Ephesians 4. We'll get through this. But, I'm, you know, I'm not just trying to get through it. I'm trying to teach you something about how to walk in victory. The Christian life is all about victory in every area. There are no, honestly, if any defeat you've ever suffered in your life, it's, it's probably because you weren't walking with Jesus or you weren't listening to the Holy Spirit. And then he says, So this I say and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the lusts of their flesh and the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God. They don't have the life of God in them because they don't have Christ in them. Because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness or the blindness of their heart. And ye have become and they, excuse me, and they, having become callous, hardened, have given, them, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. Verse 20, but you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him just as truth is in Jesus. So I got one minute. Today is your day of breakthrough and deliverance. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. If you don't know Jesus Christ, if you're struggling with the chains of addiction, he can break the chains right now. Say this prayer. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. I submit my heart to you. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me and being raised from the dead to give me eternal life. I give you the praise and I give you the glory. I receive it now in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. It was my honor and privilege to bring the word of truth to you. Please, you know, catch up on the other podcasts and have a great day. Bye-bye.